Hi there, it's Sharon Hesp here, the Good Gut Girl, and welcome to my podcast. Today we have episode nine, which is what your gut symptoms mean. When your gut health is poor, there is a really good chance that you will be struggling with many, many signs and symptoms. Some of those signs and symptoms may include headaches, sinus, sore throat, reflux, a blocked and runny nose, bloating. Actually, can that? Most people have bloating. It is always an issue for many, many people. Gut pain, gassiness, anxiety, depression, smelly poo, smelly poo and flatulence, diarrhea, constipation, alternating diarrhea and constipation, fatigue, thrush, muscle pain, muscle soreness. Wow, it's such a huge list, isn't it? You know, sometimes my patients will present with some very clear and obvious signs and symptoms that do straight that do point straight to a diagnosis. That then allows us to start to treat the gut immediately. Sometimes, though, the signs and symptoms can be quite ambiguous or they point to many problems and testing is the best way to establish what's going on. There are quite a few pointers that I look for and today I'm going to be sharing some of them with you. So if your symptoms have occurred approximately three months after a stressful event, such as getting married, having a child, having someone significant in your life passing, I'll be considering that your problem could be a food intolerance. If you're suffering with alternating constipation and diarrhea, so constipation one day, diarrhea two days, constipation three days, then I'll consider it's possible you have a SIBO problem. If you are worse after eating garlic and onions, and you feel terrible after eating fruit on an, on an empty stomach, I will consider that you may have a fructose malabsorption problem. If you've been taking multiple courses of antibiotics in the last year and have rashes that clear up using antifungal creams, I will consider that you may have a fungal overgrowth or a candida problem. If you had lots of ear infections and tonsillitis as a child, I will consider a dairy intolerance. If you have explosive diarrhea, I will consider an egg intolerance. If you feel worse after rice and potato, I will consider you have a parasite. If you feel worse after starchy foods, it may indicate that you have a clebsilia overgrowth in your large intestine. If fatigue is almost your only symptom, I will consider a food intolerance. And for me, fatigue was the only problem that I had, and that's how I discovered I had food intolerances. If your symptoms have developed after a case of gastroenteritis, I will consider that it could be SIBO. If you are getting mouth ulcers, I will consider you may have a food intolerance. If your gut pain is severe, I will consider that you may have a fructose malabsorption problem. If you feel better while on antibiotics, I will consider that you have a SIBO problem or gut dysbiosis, which is too much bad bacteria in the large bowel. If your symptoms have developed after some type of abdominal surgery, I will consider that it could be a SIBO problem. If your gut pain is high up under your ribs, I will consider that you have a fructose malabsorption problem. 
Wow, such a big, big list. If you have some of these symptoms, please get in touch. I can help you with organizing diagnosis and treatment protocols. So I hope you've enjoyed episode nine. That's a bit of a short and sweet one, but I wanted to really be clear with you with some symptom pointers to look out for. So some of them are classic, classic fructose malabsorption, such as the garlic and onions, the fruit on an empty stomach, the pain high up and severe pain. They are classic, classic fructose malabsorption problems. And that's when we will consider that that's what's going on. But everyone's an individual. Everybody will have different signs or symptoms. So if you need a hand with it, get in touch. And thanks for listening.